Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the DIY entrepreneur. Okay, so that's a term that I use to describe the do-it-yourself entrepreneur like myself, somebody that has zero experience in business and starting up a business and running a business, but who has just an entrepreneurial spirit and really wants to get out there and make things happen, but don't really know how to do that or where to start. So this podcast is actually taken from a blog that I wrote a few years back. It's called DIY Entrepreneurship. 10 mindset musts for the aspiring entrepreneur. All right. So I'm really excited to talk about this today because, you know, all over my social media feed, I see entrepreneurs, indigenous entrepreneurs out there, you know, just doing it and selling their crafts, selling their services. And some people have started up businesses and I've seen the businesses grow from, you know, just selling crafts that, you know, setting up vendor tables and selling their, their creations to, you know, having a store or a storefront or having stores, you know, around the country. Um, I've been able, I've watched people's businesses grow that way and, and it's so exciting. But one thing that I find that so many of us have in common is, we kind of feel like we're doing it blindly. Like a lot of us, we don't come from a family of entrepreneurs or we don't come from, you know, a line of or have, have inherited, you know, a business. So we're, we're teaching ourselves as we go along. So that's kind of, that's why I like calling it the DIY entrepreneur because you're, you're basically teaching yourself as you go along. And this was me 10 years ago. I was, you know, climbing the ladder of success in my career, but I found that my passion was pulling me in another direction. And I actually, I started climbing down that ladder in my career because once I started, once I started jumping into my entrepreneurial aspirations, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to not be taking on so much responsibility at work because I need my energy and my time to start creating the things that I love and the things that I want for myself. So I kind of started scaling back in my career instead of climbing like the corporate ladder, as they say. But the thing is, I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I didn't know the first thing about business. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know where to start. And I used to tell myself something that I hear a lot of people saying is, man, I should have took a business course or, you know, when I was in school, I should have just took business instead. You know, why did I take, you know, this or that or this, you know, I should have took business and you don't really need to take a business course. I I, I guess that would be useful, but 
what I've learned along the way is you don't have to be an expert in business. You don't have to be an expert in marketing. You don't have to be an expert in web design. You just have to be an expert at what it is that you do, what it is that you're selling, what your passion is. That's where you need to excel at. And then you hire those people or you find those people. Once you find them, you barter services and trade services and, and you help one another. You find people to help you fill in those gaps along the way. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'll explain a little bit more about that after. But, you know, I had at the time five children, a full-time job. I had my bills that needed to be paid and adding all of these additional courses on top of myself, like learning how to do business, marketing, web design, you know, that, that just wasn't something that I could fit into my life, but I still wanted to go for it. I still wanted to become an entrepreneur. So I'm going to share with you the following 10 steps that helped me start a business and grow my business to a multi six figure business within five years and with zero business experience. All right. Number one, get clear on your purpose. So if you're going to give your all into something, you need to get clear on what it is that you want. Becoming an entrepreneur takes all of your best energy, takes your time, your tears, your sleepless nights, but it also encompasses some of your greatest triumphs are going to come from that. So make sure that you're jumping into something that you're really, really passionate about. And I, I feel that that's so important because you don't want to give your all to an idea or that you, that you're not really passionate about just because you think that it's something that you need to do or that people, that you, people need. But if you're not passionate about it, you're going to feel resentful when you're giving all of your time and your energy to something. And let me tell you, if you're passionate about something and you, you're going to want to throw all your time and energy into it because it's not going to feel like work. It's going to feel rewarding. It's going to feel fun. It's going to feel satisfying. Even when it keeps you up till like three or four in the morning working on it, it's still, it's going to feel really good. Number two is commit. You really, really need to commit to becoming an entrepreneur because it's no small task. You know, people often refer to it as a side hustle, but I'm going to be honest here and tell you that most entrepreneurs who are still working a full-time job put just as much time into their side hustle as they do into their full-time job. So it's not, you know, it's not actually a side hustle because it often takes up just as much or more of your time than it would, you know, a full-time job. Being an entrepreneur at any level, you know, requires that commitment, that dedication, all your spare time and all of your energy. So step three is making sacrifices. If you are really serious about becoming an entrepreneur, you will need, and I emphasize need, to make some major changes to your life and your lifestyle. Um, so number one is giving up your vices. You can't expect to become a successful entrepreneur if you're clogging your own path with toxic behaviors, like things that are, that will hinder your ability to be creative, give all of your, your good time and energy into what it is you're pursuing. 
if you don't have any vices, if you're somebody that lives a very clean, healthy, vibrant lifestyle, then, you know, that's, that's great because if you don't, then you don't have to give anything up. But, you know, a lot of us, we have things like we have things that we, that we like to do that take up all of our good energy and that take up all of our time, whether it's like binge watching Netflix for hours and hours and hours, like those are kind of, those are things that, you know, you, you, you'll have to scale back on or, you know, going out with friends on the weekend and having too many drinks. And all of a sudden the whole day, the next day is wasted because you, you don't feel like doing anything. You're tired. Maybe you're hungover or, you know, any, anything, any type of activity like that mindlessly takes away from all of your good productive energy. So you're going to need to give up those things, at least while you're pursuing, actively pursuing your business. Um, number two under making sacrifices is getting rid of friends who don't support you. And I know that it's hard. It's, it's easier said than done, but really you cannot surround yourself with people who bring you down or don't support what you're doing. And this goes for family members as well. I know it sounds harsh, but anybody who tries to crush your dreams, family or not, you know, needs to be held at arm's length because we don't realize it. But sometimes the things that they say to us are so damaging. And people don't say these things. You know, a lot of the times people don't say these things to us because uh, because they don't love us. Um, they say things like that because it's kind of a reflection of their own limiting beliefs. You know, they'll say like, well, how are you going to do that? Or you're not going to be able to do that. Um, you know, how, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to make that happen? And it's because they can't see it for themselves, then they definitely can't see it for you. So, you know, when, when people say things like that to you, you know, you just, you need to learn to keep them at arm's length because you can't let somebody else's negativity get into your bubble, get into your space because you need all of that positive energy and that belief. That's what you need to hang on to. And that's what you need to carry with you because you, you know, mindset is everything. You need to believe that you can do it for yourself. And number three, say goodbye to your social life. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you have to become a hermit, but it's often our social life that fills up uh, most of our spare time. And if you want to run a business, then you need your spare time. So you don't have to say goodbye to your, your whole social life. But you do need to scale back on the amount of time you spend, you know, being sociable because you really need a lot of your spare time to start your business and to really get it off the ground and keep it going. So the next step is get organized. Creative people often are surrounded by chaos, whether it's in their space or in their heads. But that's just what happens when ideas come all at once. So you need to really make sure that you um, make the time to add some structure into your ideas and into your surroundings. So you can't really function when you are surrounded by disorganization and chaos. Recently, I really needed to get something done. And I was telling my daughter, okay, I really, really need to get this done. But I, I, I need to go clean up my office first. Because what had happened in my office is I was, you know, doing my workshop study for two and a half months and my office just was upside down. And she said to me, well, why don't you just get your work done first and then you can clean your office? 
And then I told her that, you know, it doesn't work that way because I can function creatively and properly in chaos and in, in a messy space. So in order for me to function clearly, you know, I needed my space to, to reflect what I wanted. So give, give yourself a chance to like really look around at your space. If it's unorganized, it's a time to really set the stage for what you want to create. I've read some studies recently where they said that your bedroom dresser, the top of your bedroom dresser is indicative of the inside of your mind. When I read that, I actually went upstairs and then I took a look at the top of my dresser and it there and I had piled things on top of one on top of each other. And I was like, okay, you know, that made so much sense. And I stopped everything I was doing and I organized my space and immediately I felt so much better and I felt more productive. Organizing your space and organizing the thoughts in your mind are very, very important because it helps your productivity and it helps you function more creatively. So number five is educate yourself. So read books, listen to audiobooks, watch videos, listen to podcasts, you know, do all of those things, especially if you don't have a chance to, you know, educate yourself in, um, in an institution. Like if you, if realistically you can't go back to school right now, it's, you know, you can't afford it financially and you can't afford to do it. You know, you don't have X number of years to devote yourself to getting a degree right now. So there are so many other ways that we can educate ourselves and they're all so valuable, especially now, like now in the age that we're living in right now, a lot of people may argue that you don't even need a degree to be successful and an expert in your field. Whenever you're in the car, you know, turn off the music and listen to something that will inspire you or motivate you or educate you. There are so many avenues now for us to receive that education. You know, people are giving it away for free on podcasts. So take advantage, listen to what people have to say and educate yourself. So number six is invest in yourself. So once you've made a bit of money in your business, you know, once you started selling things and you see some money coming in, don't immediately put all that money into your pocket. You know, put that money back into your business, put that money back into yourself, you know, invest in yourself. In ways that you can do that is you can hire a coach. I've hired many coaches throughout my journey. I've hired business coaches. I've hired life coaches, fitness coaches, you know, all types of coaches to help me level up. You can join masterminds. And a mastermind is when you have a, you find a group of like-minded people and you all get together, usually by Zoom or on by phone. Sometimes it doesn't always get to happen in person. And, you know, everybody just comes together. It could be anywhere from two people, three people, 10 people, and you bounce ideas off each other. You share what you're working on and everybody offers up what they know and ways to help you and you know everybody does that for each other and then you meet either weekly or monthly but you meet regularly um you can also attend you know in person or online seminars or conferences or events like motivational events or you know business seminars trade shows where people have booths and 
there's so much knowledge to be gained to be gained at different events. Number seven, believe in what you're putting out there. So whether you're putting out, you know, a product or a surf or, or a service, you know, you have to believe in the product or the service that you're selling. Because when somebody has a passion for something, it shows, you know, it'll show through whatever it is that you're selling. And people will gravitate towards the passion. They'll be pulled in by the passion before they're pulled in by the product. You know, sometimes I think about people like um, Oprah and, you know, she became the queen of talk show hosts and not because she offered the best topics. It's because her passion for what she did shined through. And that's what people like people felt that and people gravitated towards that. Another really fun movie to watch is I don't know if anybody's ever watched the movie Joy, but it's about um a single mom who created the miracle mop. And so she created this mop and she was able to get her mop onto the shopping channel. But somebody else was selling her mop and she had zero hits. Nobody wanted to buy her mop. And then she took it over herself and she got up on that stage and she told everybody why they needed this mop. And all of a sudden the phones just started going crazy and everybody wanted to buy from her. It's because they felt her passion. So number number eight is believe in yourself. So we you need to um, shut out that self-doubt. This is one of the hardest things to do and to overcome, especially in this day and age where social media is so prevalent because we have instant access to the competition and also the haters. And all of that information, it's either going to fuel us or it's going to slow us down. And sometimes we let it we let it slow us down. You know, we look at somebody who's already doing what we're doing and we think, oh, well, I can't do that then because, you know, so-and-so is already doing it we kill our idea before we even have a chance to start. But there's room for all of us. You know, there's room for everybody. There just doesn't have to be one person selling a product or a service. There's room for everybody to be out there selling whatever it is that they love and that they're passionate about. And again, I'm, I'm going to use um a, an analogy that Oprah gives. And she said, don't run your race looking back all of the time because you're going to take away from your own speed and your own race. She's like, all you need to do is focus on running your own race and not looking back to see where everybody is and to see if people are catching up and paying attention to people in front of you. She's like, you just need to pay attention to your own race. And and you really do because um, when you take time to focus on other people, you're just taking time away from yourself. You're hindering your own growth. You're hindering your own, um, your own ability. And also don't read the comments when people put down your product or when people make fun of you or when people say like, Oh, look at her or look at him trying to start a business or trying to sell a service. And you know, who do they think they are? You know, all of that kind of talk, you know, don't listen to them because that that self-doubt, that fear of being criticized or judged or laughed at, they'll just put up a wall in front of you. They'll put up a wall in front of your dreams. And we can't allow, you know, that one person or those one or two people that are making negative comments stop us from reaching the hundreds of people or the thousands or, or the, even the millions of people that need 
what it is that we have to offer. You know, we can't allow those few people to stop us from reaching the masses. Number nine is persevere. So push through when it gets hard and it is going to get hard from time to time. But the thing with entrepreneurship is that we're fueled by passion above all else. And that energy will sustain you and keep you going even when you run out of steam in all of the other areas. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have our highs and lows. We have our ups and downs. Sometimes we have big spurts where things are going really well. And then all of a sudden it dries up for months. Or sometimes we run into some difficulty because... You know, we don't really understand the business side of things. Um, we run into some financial errors, um, you know, not properly reporting our taxes or properly setting things up. Um, and then we run into some different types of um, financial barriers. I know that I've let those fears stop me in the past. There have been times where I just didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how to do things. And, you know, I let it halt my progress. And when that happens, there are always people out there that are willing to sell their, their information and their knowledge and their expertise. So we just have to get out there and find those people. You know, we have to look them up and, you know, we can find people that will share their knowledge with us. Yes, it's going to cost a little bit of money, but honestly, it's not going to break the bank because we have to invest in these things. Um, some people are going to charge a lot more. Some people are going to charge a lot less, but there are people that are out there willing to share their knowledge and share their expertise and, and help us get to those, those next levels. And, you know, we need to find those people. Some examples from my own business is web design. You know, I, I taught myself how to design my own website, but there were things that needed to be added. There were features that I needed and it, it all became overwhelming. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to do this. So what I ended up doing was I just put an ad out on Facebook and I, is there anybody out here that knows how to do web design? And immediately there were people sending me different links and different people. Some people will charge, wanted $10,000 and some people wanted 5,000, some wanted 3,000. And at the time I couldn't afford that. Luckily I ran into somebody who was just, you know, doing it as a side business because they were in college and they needed to make some money. I was able to do it for 300 and I was able to get my websites updated and add the features that I didn't know how to add and a bunch of other things that I didn't even know that I needed or wanted. Another time I was getting really swamped with the need to put out content on social media and I provide a service, you know, my business provides a service and I just didn't have the time to give myself to my service and then still show up on social media and create social media posts and keeping up with things like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So again, I just put out an ad on Kijiji one day and I sought out somebody who was willing to work for minimum wage. And back then, I think this was maybe about five years ago, minimum wage was um, a lot less than it is now. And it was really what I could afford at the time. And I said, you know, I, I can afford to pay minimum wage for 10 hours a week 
for somebody to work from home and to develop my social media and grow my social media accounts and manage my, my Instagram and Facebook. I was able to hire somebody who was Canadian, but she was living in Haiti. Her husband had taken a job in Haiti and she was from Alberta and she was just really looking for work because she couldn't find any work down that way. And she wanted to find work that was that where she could work from home. And, you know, this was perfect for her. But I wouldn't have known that, you know, she was out there and that we were both looking for each other had I not put out the ad. Um, and I've done several things like that over the years where I've put out ads or I've put out calls on Facebook or I've hired people short term. And I've also hired business coaches to help me level up and to provide me with the information that I don't have. I never majored in business. I never took business courses. I don't know any the first thing about running a business. You know, I've had to hire people along the way to come in and help me take my business to the le- next level and help me do it in a way that was where it was done properly and it was done legally. Because again, I didn't have all of these um, these answers. When these things happen in our lives and when things get really, really hard and we just don't know, we can't see, you know, the next step in front of us, we just have to persevere. We have to just not give up and we have to trust that, you know, there's people out there that are willing to help us, but we also have to, we have to put out the ask. We have to not be afraid to ask because sometimes, you know, we, we shy away from asking for help. And the last one, number 10 is start before you're ready. And this is so important. So many times I hear people say, well, I'm, my website isn't completely ready or my manual's not completely ready or I haven't mastered this or I haven't perfected it yet. Or, you know, I want to sell something, but I only have like two items right now and it's just start. And you can build as you go along and you can refine and you can improve things as you go along. Because if we keep putting things off, um, you know, we also lose the nerve and we lose um, the, the courage. And, you know, sometimes you just have to put things out there. Like, don't be afraid to put out like B minus material, even though you're an A plus superstar. Like as entrepreneurs, sometimes we were perfectionists and it's really hard to put something out there when you know it's not your absolute best. But often that B minus material is the difference between something great and nothing at all. So don't let your ideas sit idle in your mind or on your computer because you feel that they aren't your top quality stuff yet. Sometimes getting over that fear of starting is just what you really need to push you into greatness. Like, why do you think they all, they always say practice makes perfect? You know, there's a reason that people say that all the time. Think of Usain Bolt. Like he didn't win the world record on his first try. Steve Jobs didn't create the first Apple computer with his first prototype. You know, things just get better and better and better. So the things you just need to put your stuff out there. A good example for me or that I like to use is my daughter. Um, my daughter is a lash technician and for such a long time, she really didn't put herself out there as a lash tech because she was afraid to, afraid to do lashes, thinking that she wasn't good enough or thinking that she didn't, 
and comparing her work to somebody else's, to somebody who had been doing it all, you know, for years and years and years. But it wasn't until she overcame that fear and just put herself out there that, you know, she was able to get better and better and faster and more confident, grow her business and grow her clientele. But, you know, she first needed to just start. She needed to push back that fear and start doing lashes. And, you know, sometimes when you when you have that B minus material, you know, do things for free, give things away for free, give things away to discount and um, lower your prices a little bit until you're ready. Like another um, another good example is somebody who is a speaker. So if you really, really want to be a speaker, if you're passionate about a topic or you're, you know that you're an advocate for something and you really want to make, um, to get your name out there as a speaker and you want to start getting booked for conferences and to talk to people, then start doing things for free or start giving things at a discount and get yourself out there and practice your speeches, practice your talks practice your comedy routines, just get out there and, and just do it before that you feel that your stuff is completely ready and completely refined. And then you can start raising your prices and then you can start negotiating, um, you know, top dollar for your services. But you first really need to get out there and, you know, you need to start before you're ready. When I sold my very first um, train the trainer workshop, I was terrified because I had already been doing the workshop. I had been doing my Awaken the Spirit workshop for a couple of years. I knew how to do the workshop, but I wanted to put my um, push my services to the next level. And I wanted to offer a train the trainer where I train people to do my workshop. And I decided one day I'm just going to go for it. I hadn't even developed a manual yet. I put it out there and I started taking registrations if anybody knows about train the trainers is they have a pretty big price tag on them because you're, you're training people in your program. You're, you're selling your, your program. You're not just selling the workshop. You're selling your program. And, you know, it was scary because I was asking people for a lot of money to come and become trained and come and be trained by me. And I decided one day I was just going to put it out there and I started selling my train the trainer services. And before I knew it, I had 15 people that had already registered to come and take my train the trainer. And I hadn't even developed my manual yet. So that also, it, it helps kickstart you into getting a move on. It pushes you forward because sometimes we work best under pressure. I don't know what it is about us, but we do. We're procrastinators who thrive on timelines and needing to get things done fast. And it, it gave me the kick that I needed, the push that I needed to get it done. So last point is start before you're ready. Don't keep putting things off. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. So I really hope that these tips will help you in your entrepreneurial journey or in taking that step into becoming an entrepreneur or taking your your ideas or your creations and really, really going for it. I just want to say that in the beginning of my own journey, I really felt this resistance to entrepreneurship because of the stigma that some people placed on it. 
So for example, you know, I just kind of got this feel, this, um, this message from people that if you pursue a business venture, then you're greedy or that you're unhappy with your job or that you're ungrateful and you're somebody that is greedy for money, but that's not true. Entrepreneurship is a creative. It's a great creative outlet. It's a testament to your bravery and your willingness to live your life doing what you love. It's exciting and unpredictable. And yes, it has its, it has its ebbs and its flows, but so does life. So if you're somebody that has a burning desire to turn your passion into a small business or a large scale corporation, just know that you don't have to have all the answers before you begin. Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx, she took her idea and turned it into a billion dollar corporation. And one of her best pieces of advice was don't be intimidated by what you don't know. She said that if she had followed the same process that everybody else was following, then she would never have grew Spanx in the way that she did because that was her strength because she didn't know how to do things. She would find a way and the way that she found for herself was always different from the way that every everybody else was doing things. So then it set her apart and it made her product more unique. You know, that can do the same thing for you is if you're following the masses, then your, your stuff is going to be just like everybody else's. But sometimes what you don't know, it's, you know, you get crafty and you find different ways of doing things and then your stuff will stand out from everybody else's. So if you have a passion and a willingness to follow that passion, then you already have the perfect foundation. So whatever you decide to build on it will be as sturdy as the effort that you put into it and as beautiful as the vision that you stay aligned with. So much love to you and good luck to you. And I will be rooting for you from the sidelines. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. Bye for now. Bye for now.